Good morning, Giants. Welcome to Wake Up with Giants TV. Have you ever wondered how to live the American dream? Good morning, Giants. Welcome to Wake Up with Giants TV. I'm Ryan Morris, and as always, I'm here with your host, Nicholas T. Smith, the author of The Giants and the Smalls. You can find it at giantsandsmalls.com. Go to uh, YouTube, hit the subscribe button, Wake Up with Giants TV. Hit the alert so you can know when we go live every single dang time. And then join us on Facebook so you can see called a tribe of giants you can see all the amazing things that we're up to you can get some support find other giants speaking of other giants today's a wonderful day because it's also Stephen mcgee's birthday and daniel alexa's birthday happy birthday that's a big you. shout out boom that's what we do. <laughs> big shout out here's, here's some- Yes, that was a giant shout out to Stephen McGee and Daniel Alexa. And there's another giant right there. Lori Parks, Alex, thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, We've got the SG groups going, Sum Gigante. Um, If you want to be part of the next round and the next wave of of the group that's going through, uh, watch for that sign up. When does that come out, Nick? Uh, it is going to come out in about 12 weeks, so it's a little ways out, but I'm hey, but I, I got to prep them early. Yeah, get them ready. <laughs> get them ready. I do have the self-study course that I'm creating right now, so that'll be coming out sooner. Um, but yeah, the other big thing is the movie. The movie? Well, do, just do that. tell. Well, just, you know, the creation <laughs> of that. We're working on everything we can to uh, create this movie. And so the big unknown is the how-to and the pathway that's going to create it. We have the vision for the movie, a Pixar-style animated movie. I have a, a Bible, uh, what is it? They call it the Bible, right? The film Bible. It's a pitch deck that you create that helps the director see what the movie's about. And so if you know somebody that's a literary agent, a movie producer, director, that's what we're looking for is to get this in front of them. And so that's where we're at. We're in the creation mode. If you know, pass if them you know. <laughs> <laughs> He wants to be show. a giant small. Yeah, giant small, if you please. Whatever you, whatever works for <laughs> or you, a brother. small giant. Yeah. Exists, We're good. I hear. I'm going to dive well, into our guest if that let's works. Let's do it. I'm excited yeah. for this guest. This is a great guest. So how do you, how do you live the American dream? Well, you be Hassam Sakar because he is the American dream, right? He's born and raised in Giza, Egypt. Uh, to an Egyptian mother and Palestinian refugee father. So he's no stranger to hardships because uh, as his father was a refugee from Gaza, Palestine, um, Hassam inherited his refugee status, even though he lived in Egypt his whole life. So that kind of put him in between. Uh, education was always important to their family. It was a top priority. And so they sacrificed greatly for that. And in 1997, he graduated with a degree in accounting and finance. And uh, was just about to enter the professional work fit, workforce, and fate intervened. A uh, distant relative from Staten Island, New York, stopped in Cairo to visit his family. And upon hearing Hassam's educational success, 
offered Hassam an extra plane ticket he just happened to have on hand to New York City. So if you just had an idea of how difficult it is to get a visa to come to America, uh, Hassam says that about 300 people applied daily and only only one is allotted a visa. And Hassam was one of the lucky ones to get if, that. If, if that. If, if the that. One gets it, yeah. Man, that's amazing. So you've, uh, you didn't have a cushy place to land when you got here. You worked your way up the ladder. You met Lexi and you've been married to her for about 20 years. Yes, you have five sir. boys. And this is really important. And a dog, <laughs> right? And a dog. <laughs> and uh, you've always had two passions, cars and business. And uh, Hassan moved from rental cars to car sales. He eventually went on to build and sell three dealerships over the next 18 years. And one of his greatest strengths is that he's able to pivot quickly. So when COVID hit and the auto supply line got disturbed, Hassam quickly pivoted to a new industry, energy. So he's currently the uh, CEO of Action Solar and is enjoying building his new business. He's a proud U.S. citizen and is involved in local politics. You actually uh, ran for mayor, is that right, of Orem, Utah? I did, yes. Yeah. Did. That was a great awesome. thing. And uh, he's been a strong voice for protecting small business owners in Utah. He's currently the chair of the planning commission and he volunteers with the Orem police department. So we're glad to have you on. That's quite a bio. Oh, it was longer than that. You have a great bio. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. It's, it's been quite a journey. That's for sure. I remember when you and I met uh, at an event downtown Salt Lake and you told me a little bit about your journey of getting here, that you arrived in America with $37 in your pocket. Yeah, and that that was uh, that was it. Yeah. Do you want to kind of go through your journey a little bit? You can go back to the beginning with your parents if you want to talk about that. We're good exploring the whole thing. Well, definitely. I mean, I did to. Uh, I don't want to make it too long because it could take this <laughs> could take a while. Yeah. Um, so my yeah my uh, my parents met in Cairo. Um, my mom and dad. My dad was uh, um, a refugee in in Giza in Cairo as. Uh, um, um, as he was displayed, displaced after a war with his family. And we uh, met my mom and we got married and had me and two sisters. We, uh, he was always in tourism while he was there. Uh, it, being a, a Palestinian refugee in, in Cairo is not a simple thing. It's, it's, uh, it's status that follows you everywhere. You, uh, you can't attend public schools. You, uh, you can't enjoy, you can't even have an ID or citizenship. So I didn't have a citizenship neither in Egypt nor in Palestine or Israel, you know, because the, the the laws were you follow your dad's lineage in Egypt to become a, a Palestinian and in Israel and the Palestine you have to be born on the land to get the citizenship. So um ended up being a refugee which uh contributed to a lot of my good fortune actually because it's uh it allowed me to to be involved with my father in his tourism business meet a lot of tourists get to know their personalities the languages um then we, um, uh, by that time, we uh, grew up and went to college. Um, college, at the time, they had no uh, private colleges, so it was a public college. But uh, even then, I couldn't get into college closer to my house. I had to wait for all the seats to be filled up by Egyptian, whatever leftover I get. And that ended up being uh, about a college about 100 miles away from my house by the time we got there. And it's, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was interesting. So you were, you weren't handed an easy road, you know, right from the beginning. I mean, you're, you're a refugee from the beginning. 
you're neither mm-hmm. Palestinian nor Egyptian, according to the state, right? You know, you're Correct. both, but um, you have to wait in line for whatever's left as far as education goes because of the way the laws are set up over there. Yeah. Uh, how did that, how did that impact you as far as your development and growth? What did that, what did that feel like? Well, at, at the beginning, I, I grew up, I, knew, I didn't know any difference. I thought I was a normal Egyptian kid that, um, with all the Egyptian friends and, and they were just my best friends growing up, like, you know, and we, we actually did also had, we couldn't stay, we couldn't buy apartments. We couldn't buy a place to stay. So we had to rent and that kind of forced us to move. And at some point we moved 12 times in six years. So I didn't have a solid relationship with a lot of friends because yeah. we had to move so often. Uh, and all our moves had to be around which school I can go to. And which one we could afford. I mean, I, my dad was just in tourism, a single guy, uh, business, a single owner, a business owner. And he would go pretty much uh, stand in front of hotels at the beginning, wait for tourists to come down and try to sell them and take them to places to show them for a daily wa- for daily wages. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I didn't know much difference until I was 15, 16, when, uh, when I knew I had to go to private school because of my dad's status, but that didn't make any difference. Uh, till I was confronted by a police officer one time as I'd walked him by and he asked me for an ID. And I'm 16 and I don't have an ID. I'm like, no, you can have an ID. No, I, I can't get an ID. And uh, this is this is a second where, like, I remember the location, the time, even the the shape of the tile I was standing on, the brick I was standing on. Like, this is a second I, I was faced by the fact that I don't belong here. Wow. And it was it was it was not an easy thing because then I went home and I, I honestly since then felt like a stranger. I go talk to people and we want to go to museums. Yeah, all my friends will go through the public line for a dollar per se or one Egyptian pound, and I'll have to go through the foreigner with the tourist line for ten. Jeez. Um, and that that was that's how that's how it was. Even in public college, uh, they would pay thirty dollars per semester. Yeah, I have to pay five grand. So my 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 father had to um, had to to work so hard, so hard every day just to be able to afford my education fees and my two sisters as um, as well. Man, your dad your dad just uh, lived his life for your. I mean, as a, as a giant, he lived to create a better life for you, which is powerful. Yeah, he, he did it for us and for for his siblings as well. I mean, he was the oldest of eleven. Yeah, um, and the. Uh, um, and as culture dictates, the oldest one takes care of the rest, as, wow. as I do for my yeah. sisters. Uh, right up for my mom and my sister. I did for my mom and sister for a while until my sisters got married. Yeah. So that's, uh, uh, yeah. So he was definitely a hardworking giant and had to make it happen every day. Yeah. So you get your degree, you get into accounting and finance, and then this relative comes along and says, hey, got a great idea. Let's go to <laughs> yes. New York. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, was, it wasn't even on site. Yeah, well, I, I wanted to be an engineer. I was yeah. really, I was really, I wanted to set myself up to be an engineer. I enjoyed it so much. And what, by the time I finished high school, that's when you, um, the third year of high school, that's when you pick your route, which way you, you want to go. Yeah. Um, we kind of take, get our generals in Egypt in the third year of high school, not in college. And okay. you start engineering school right away. Uh, but then when I went to apply, I was faced by the fact like, no, no I'm sorry, that, that's only for Egyptians, engineering and medical school. So I, I had a choice to be an attorney or go to business school. Now, having been involved with my dad in business, I'll, I'll do business school. I think it would uh, would be beneficial. 
Um, after finishing, I, I applied for a few jobs. And right before I had my first job, uh, one of our relatives, the distant relatives actually, that traveled to the States over 40 years ago, uh, was visiting and he wanted to see my dad because last time he saw him when they were kids in Gaza playing together. Yeah. As he came in and talked, like, you want to come to New York? I said, well, honestly, I said, sure. I, I wasn't making anything out of it. It was completely unexpected. Yeah. So, well, I he said, okay. And uh, he leaves. And a week later, I, I get a phone call from the USM team, like, hey, you have an application for a visa. And I said, okay, I'll go. So I went there and I had no idea what's going on. I oh. walk in and I finished, by that time, I finished college. And I get an application that says, you're going to college. And I, so I get, I get an interview. She's like, well, you finished college. Why are you going to college again? And quite honestly, the only answer I could come up with was because I can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's really all it is. I can. I can do it again. I can go through it again. It's not a problem. Yeah. Uh, I was granted the visa. And I think it had a lot to do with, uh, um, with the refugee status. I mean, I... I yeah. As I grew older in the state and I saw the, how the how United States treats refugees and how they love them and how they care for them um, and try to help them as they come out of situations, I think having a refugee passport may have helped to yeah. get my yeah. visa in addition to the education between both. Because, uh, I mean, that day, I mean, it, you, go to, you go there and people want to immigrate to the States and they just walk in, pay the fee, not get the visa and come back next week, pay the fee again and not get the visa and they just keep trying different ways and, and i was i was definitely blessed yes yeah, it's, it's almost like it was aligned like this was meant to happen in a way it was it was energetically all these things are aligning for you you come to america like you said with 37 dollars in your pocket i mean we're talking america and you land in new york which is not the cheapest place to land now yeah now, so and yeah go ahead now so we as we uh as we're doing so as i get the visa and um um, um, my wife just walked in. Yeah, yeah. she's welcome <laughs> so, to come on too. You're welcome to come in. But, yeah. <laughs> so as we, uh, um, as I landed, and so well before before that, yeah. So as as we, uh, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. How can I not? How can I not? <laughs> <laughs> she's like he's dreamy. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, yeah, she's blurry. So yeah, if we uh, as you pull into uh, the visa, you get the visa. You have your education. You have this interview, and and uh, she asks, "Why are you getting more more college?" Well, because I can. And you know, you come to America. Maybe you're not there yet. Maybe we'll get to that point. But you're coming as a refugee, and really very little in your pocket, and really no plan, right? No, there, there definitely wasn't. But the, the, the fun part was when I got the visa, it was a five-year visa. I can come and go as a please. In the, okay. It's a five-year open visa. So I had I had no plan on when I'm going to go. I was like, oh, well, great. Um, I uh, I have five years. I can continue. I can go start my job here. It was yeah. a U.S. oil company. Like, it was a pretty good job. Yeah. At that time, had being proficient in English and, um, and in computers, it was a big deal. Yeah. So... Um, then I just get a phone call on a Tuesday saying, hey, uh, this is Egypt Air. We have a one-way ticket for you this Friday. And then I just had to face a choice, whether I, I just take it or not. So um, I, and I did. I did. Well, that's, a, that's an opportunity I can. And I have a, a paid flight to the States. 
Uh, and before I even uh, joined that company, I was working for another company and uh, as an accountant just to get used to the business. Uh, and my salary was $50 a month Jeez. For, do, for doing the books. I mean, that was in 1997. So in, yeah. right now it's equivalent to like 500, uh, five, 600. But, uh, and that, that, that is the money I had come with me. I spent $12 and 50 cents on a few things and came into the States with $37.50 as I walk into JFK. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Imagine uh, you empty your pockets, you lay it out there, you know, 20 or 10 or five or whatever, whatever else you have, maybe, you know, it's just, it, it's interesting because we put these limitations. I just want to pull this in as we put these limitations. I need to have this in place. I need to have that in place. You said, um, yes. You said yes, before you even had a plan for it. It was, I've got what I've got. And I'm saying yes, and I'll figure the rest out. And and a lot of times we get so hung up on wanting to know certainty and safety and security that that goes out the window. So we miss opportunities just because of safety. Yep. I mean, is that does that sound accurate? Oh, absolutely. I would say just go for it. Just go ahead and take the first step and see where it takes you. If you wait yeah. till you have everything figured out, you may wait too long. It's, and, it's a blessing just to throw yourself at it and it will work itself out. You'll, be you'll be a refugee, right? Like in your life, because you, you were born uh, to a Palestinian father and an Egyptian mother and never really landed in any of those places, moving 12 times in six years. And so there's really no place to call home. And so when it comes to New York, it's just one more move. It's like I'm already used to this. It's almost like your life was preparing you for that. Even your dad going out and getting guests for tourism was a foundation for what, what all followed next. I mean, I know some of your history here. It's like everything was a piece of the puzzle around your life. Like you would not be where you are today if none of this had happened. And that's so true. So, so the idea here of, if, if we look at it, become a refugee in your life, in a sense, a nomad in your life, so to speak, is saying yes to things even when you don't have all the answers because we get so set on being secure and safe like i said we miss things 100 percent. That, yeah. that's so true that's so true we yeah we, go ahead no no we, and that's what that's what i tell i tell everybody that asks me where do i start and how can i make sure it works and just start yeah just start the hardest thing is to start the yeah. first step and you don't have to see forward a mile just as long as you see your next step your next foot, your next step is all you need. And it, it, it's scary, but if it's not scary, it, it, it's not an adventure. Yeah. It's, it's not a fun journey. And would you make it every single time? Most likely not, but you yeah. learn what there's no, I mean, I, there's no such a thing as you go through it and it didn't work out. That means you, uh, you failed. You didn't, you just learn what not to do the next round. And it's just, uh, yeah. and it's in, every, in everything in life, but you're, you're, you're right about that, but yeah, landing in New York, and it was the funniest feeling ever. I walked, I mean, I, I got out of the plane, I walked out of JFK, and I'm watching it, and it did not feel strange. It felt huh. homey. It felt normal. I'm like, I mean, again, I'm not, not like you said, not maybe that's. I never put it together that way. Not being, not having a route somewhere. Maybe that helped me not feel a strange, like a stranger coming out, coming out of the plane, in JFK. But I honestly felt like, well, this this feels right. Yeah, but but that that I would imagine is part of it too. Is is you have this intuition that maybe you don't have experience here to pull from from for intuition, memories, and experience. 
but there's this other knowing that comes up of I'm in the right place. I know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, that same relative, um, came in and, uh, and picked me up. He was about five hours late. Yeah. So I was right outside JFK for five hours, just people watching, looking at buildings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See how things move. And I mean, I was blessed with the language. I was able to communicate. And, um, okay. The difference was my, my English was more English accent. That's what okay. I learned growing up. So it took, it took about a couple of months, two to three months to get to change that and, um, and get familiar. Yeah. With how things are said here. Yeah. No different. You have a great accent. You sound Utah, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Dude, I love Utah. I can yeah, tell you, I can really run. mellow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it takes it takes aging for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I love the uh, the journey so far. I mean, truthfully, the the idea here is, if you look at the book as a parallel to what you've created here, is is we all have this moment of deciding in our lives if we're going to stay the way that we are. And that's going to be our reality. We become satisfied or content with what is, even if that's really uncomfortable. I think of the uh, the story of the farmer and the dog. And the dog's laying on the nail and it's whimpering. And a neighbor comes up and he's like, why didn't your dog get off the nail? And he's like, well, it doesn't hurt bad enough yet. And so th- we do that with our lives where we get content and satisfied with our life, even when it's uncomfortable. And then there's a point, it's like, you got to move. There's yep. a point where it's no longer comfortable. So in the journey, when you have this awakening or this movement, like you did, you didn't really know the path. I mean, even the vision of it, like you didn't have an outcome of I'm going to America to create this. Each, each one of those became a vision in and of itself, which I think is powerful. You created a purpose with going to school. Then it became a purpose of getting a job. And then it became a purpose of coming to New York. And then it became a purpose of what do I do once I'm there? And you created visions as you went. Is that accurate? That that's absolutely you nailed it. It's, you have to have an aim. Yeah. And when, once you have an aim, it, it things clear up for you. I mean, it's like it's like you're walking in a fog, but you, you know where you're going, and fog just starts clearing up. And yeah, and that, that's your aim. What's your what's your next aim? And as long as you have that aim in front of you, and it has to be always updated. It, it, I mean, once yeah. you reach it, yeah. once what if what if you meet some obstacles as you go and what can you do to get over them? Uh, who do you have in your life that you can pull from that can help you with it? Yeah. Um, and who you can help on the way too, because it's, 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 it's a two way street. It's uh, you can't always receive help and, and not give it. So it's, uh, it's, if you don't, I mean, I, I firmly believe that if you don't help others, help is just not going to come your way. It's, yeah, it's, a, karma, yeah. it's a karma thing. Um, and as you, as you do, so you're, you're just going, yeah. So I, I walked in and, I got picked up. By the time he picked me up, it was about five five thirty in the evening. Yeah, drove all the way from JFK to Staten Island, and it was you know it was a beautiful drive. Oh my gosh, huh. I was just mesmerized. He he had this old Astro van at the time, it was brand new these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> went to his beautiful house. He's been he's yeah. been in the states for a long time in Staten Island, right in a beautiful bay. Um, and I just went to sleep, and he said, "You have thirty days in my house." And then you're out. Wow. That's all you get. That's all you get. Just wow. to get familiar with what's going on. And I was so grateful for that. I mean, that's the best thing that he could have done for me. Yeah. Um, so uh, those 30 days went by fast. Yeah. So tell me about those 30 uh, days. Let's talk about that. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, when yeah. I first moved, when I landed, I think we got home about eight. Uh, 
I was exhausted hmm. after flying from it's a Cairo to JFK is a direct flight. And um, I was just exhausted. I went to sleep and I said, you wake up very early in the morning and you know, it's 5 a.m. or up going out and got the first job um, the next day. And it was uh, it was interesting is it's a uh, you, you just I did not know what to expect with the first job, but the first job is the first job. It's just yeah. how it goes. Yeah, and my, my first job was cleaning up the warehouse. I cleaned up a warehouse and uh, for my literal dead mice and cat uh, poop. That's just how it was. Yeah, I just go clean it. I'm like done. Well, it will be the best cleaning job you'll ever have. I mean, just go. Let's let's get it done. And it was clean. And and as I walked, I you know the first thirty days, I, I got acclimated with the culture. I wanted to see how uh, uh, people talk, walk, and excited and I mean it was New York I mean if you don't walk fast in New York they push you out of the way I mean I learned a lot of the things in my life in business and life I learned in, in New York in Brooklyn Staten Island and um, um, Queens I mean I lived in every single borough in New York I just lived in lived in, lived in Queens lived in Manhattan lived in Staten Island and yeah um, so it's uh I didn't live in Long, Long Island I did not live there it was too it's too pricey for me so you you uh you didn't you didn't live an entitled life i mean ryan i'm wondering if you have some questions or thoughts around that too like as you hear his journey my you know what was interesting is so i'm trying to relate it because like i have i haven't lived in a foreign country right i'm not a refugee i'm all these things so i'm 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 in my mind i'm taking it to flipping it translating it into my own journey and then also into, um, you know, okay, how could others do that same thing? And I was sitting there thinking about um, just trying to see him as writ. Mm. And the day that the police officer, you know, said, hey, I need to see some ID. And realizing, like waking up, like to your circumstance and then going, oh, my gosh. And, you know, looking it, that that moment for Rit was looking up and seeing giants. But for others, it could just be the, the consciousness or awareness of this is my circumstance. And, whoa, you know, you go into autopilot, you know, of just being in it. Yeah. So you're not you're not really aware of how you're how you're being, um, your surroundings, what's going on necessarily. You, you, you just be, you know, just going through the motions. And so this whole time that you've been speaking, I'm just turning it around and trying to trying to think of points in my life where I felt the same way, where I've gone, oh, that's how I'm that's how I'm being. And these are these are the difficulties that are um, in my mind that are stopping me or that are, that I see as um, maybe obstacles or growth points to becoming a giant or just like you, Assam. Oh my gosh, this is my circumstance. I have to live in some pretty bad spots or some pretty poor spots, and I've got to clean these houses. I got to do these things, and I don't know how I'm going to get there. But there's some difficult roads ahead. But you know, I'm I'm sitting here admiring, like you just pushed forward. You didn't know how the next thing was going to come. You didn't know what was going to come next. You did whatever you had to do to survive and make it and 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 grow, but you were you didn't let the circumstances dictate how you showed up. 
And, and I think this is one of the best parts of landing in New York is I wasn't the only one. I mean, it, it's New York. It's full of immigrants. It's barely showed up. Some of them don't even speak English. At least I spoke English. I could communicate. Right. Um, I had I, I had I had some yeah, some education at least in comparison to what we have here. So, uh, watching other immigrants hustle every day, seeing what they do, regardless of the barrier of the looks or the language or the attitude, I mean, they all came to hustle. And I, I was surrounded by quite a few of them. So we were all together saying, well, how are we going to grow up? How are we going to, how are we going to move forward? What are we going to do? And, and we were not, um, and I was not uh, foreign. I was not foreign to, uh, to struggle. I mean, in Egypt, even when we had, I mean, they, we, we've been through quite a few wars. I mean, that took us, uh, we had ups and downs and, um, and uh, we've had days where there was curfews and we couldn't go buy food. And, and so it's, it's uh, the best part about it, though, is, is, is honestly how we dealt with it at home. That's, there was a sense of community. There was a sense of, of like, you know, it, it will be figured out. There was always hmm. an attitude of this is a season. It's a season. It, it, it does not stay for too long. And even the upswing, even when you have an upswing, this is a season. Just be, enjoy it. Just live it off until... Hmm. If, and if it doesn't change for a long time, it's good for you. But if it goes down, you got to be ready for it. That's powerful. Right. Yeah. That that right there, that season, I, I want to anchor that in for everybody because it, whether it's a, a down season or an up season, it is it is impermanent. Everything is impermanent. Like there, there's always this movement towards another season, towards another purpose or aim. Like you going from 30 days to creating a job, which opened up another season. Yep. which increased and then you use yep. that season to build on the next season. Right. Yep. Yeah. You, you, you use that. And, and, and the first job lasted me about a whole week because <laughs> <laughs> in that week, I mean, we yeah. cleaned the warehouse. I learned how to use a forklift. Um, um, I learned how to uh, uh, rearrange it. And as I was looking at them, I'm like, how you guys are, how do you keep inventory? I mean, this is a big warehouse. How do you sell all this? Oh, we do it on invoices, on paper. How do you know your ARs? I mean, I was I was really just confused in how they keep track of it. I mean, like, this is this is the states, huh. I and mean, I thought everything here would be robotic. And, and yeah, and, yeah. But no, so it's uh, and of course, from watching a lot of movies growing up, I when I thought I was moving to the Wild West first, which is yeah, <laughs> that, ha that happened later in life. <laughs> they, they assigned you a six shooter right when you got off the plane. <laughs> Wouldn't yeah. that be something? Yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, then we, I, I told him, no, we need to get you QuickBooks. We need to inventory everything. We need to issue everything from the house. So well, I went from there to inventorying the warehouse, creating the QuickBooks, creating the inventory, invoicing, billing. Um, and that wow. lasted about two to three weeks. And from there, I'm like, who makes more money here? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at the time, it was the delivery driver. Yeah. Like, okay, I want to be the delivery driver. Give me the truck. And then that's how I got I got to know my way in the whole New York State. I just got in that 36 quarter, driving, making deliveries all right in Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, um, New Jersey, and Weehawken, Hoboken, right off the bridge. So it's it's uh, Staten Island. Wow. And that's how I learned my way around the city. I'm like, okay, that's great. That that's good. And uh, that lasted about a month or so. <laughs> who who makes more money? I was yeah. a sales guy. I'm like, done. Give me the books. I'll go yeah. sell those. I'll go sell the baby formula to the grocery store. I already know the owners. I've been dropping stuff there. Yeah. Just daily. Um, 
so yeah, things have, have progressed. I mean, and they're not they they have not they did not always progress upwards. I mean, after leaving that space, I'm like, I, I think I I can do more somewhere else. But yeah. uh, by moving by moving out of that place, and at the time I went to uh, part of my education was getting my test of English as foreign language, um, and um, that's uh, taking that. I just went and became a cashier for some reason. Like that's the job was offered to me. Was like I'll take it. I'll try it. Yeah, became a cashier. I mean, it it, it goes on for a long time, man. I cashier, that's amazing. Uh, well. an, an aisle boy in a grocery store in a, in a neighborhood that, uh, that is specifically eats everything out of my aisle. So I was, I was replenishing that aisle <laughs> yeah. every, every 20 minutes I go to the basement to grab more cans of tomatoes and, and soup. And I come up and the whole shelf is gone. Like just keep going. And it was, it was great. That was, that was in Brooklyn. Huh. So it's, uh, <laughs> it was, it was pretty, uh, was pretty intense for a long time. I made a lot of good friends, and um, but from it, it and the journey, it doesn't always have to be upwards. You learn in it. You learn. I mean, you learn more from the from the downfall than yeah than you do from the up from from the easy time. Well, I think I think the reason for that is when you get into that down tr- spiral, you get into something that's heavy. You're actually looking at reality and looking for ways to change reality. When things are good, you're not looking for ways to change it. So you don't. You're not going to be educated as much. Yeah. But when you get smacked and, and knocked down and your energy levels are low, you're looking at reality and everything you did to create that and how you can change it. And so I think that's why we learn so much in the downtimes is because we're so aware. And uh, I think people get stuck in that cycle. They get in a whirlpool, so to speak, of, of negative thoughts about the situation that keeps them there. You just kept looking for new opportunities to get out of that. Like you would have a downtime, but you'd be, okay, what's my next step, my next move? Well, I and, think... And- yeah, go ahead. I, no, no, I was, I was going to say, yeah. and, and comfort, comfort is the enemy. Yeah. Like, it, it really is to get too comfortable. I mean, it, it's, comfort is good. Right? I mean, you have a hard day at work, you can yeah. go home and get comfortable. But a long period of comfort is, uh, it gets you soft. And okay, I've been, I've been through those. I've, I've definitely, I've definitely been through those. Let's dive into that. Um, if I were to think of somebody that's going on the giant's journey and they're just getting started, right? That they are, they're, deciding I want to do more with my life. I want to create something of it. And I've had people say to me, I don't have a grand vision. I don't know what my vision or purpose is. And if they were sitting with us right now and we had somebody on that said that, look, I don't have a big purpose. I don't have this next aim, this big aim. What would you say? It doesn't have to be big. The aim doesn't have to be big. It, it's just, you know where you're at. You know where you're at, and whatever you're at, there's one little step to improve. What what is it? Whether I mean, I I tell I man, I've I've been through my fair share of comfort zones and yeah, uh, and in uh, the upswings and, and 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 some sadness and depression. I mean, it's it's not always peachy, but um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, right. <laughs> the Utah Utah ones are the best. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you, we sorry, Georgia. I'm partial, as you can see. Yeah, that's a. It's it's a. It's about just having something to look for, even if it's just the next hour. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Just do something, an activity. Walk out in the in the sun. Start your day on the right track. So there, there are little aims. 
this big grand schemes could could break you. Yeah, they really yeah. could. I mean, I mean, yeah. as a, as a as I started when I, when I was uh, in New York, as uh, in a little bit of comfort, I went and started waiting tables as part of growing up. Like you know, I'm going to school. I want to find a job that makes good money. I was roommates with uh, a couple of guys that were waiting tables in, in, in Manhattan. I'm like, hey, well, that does look like they're making good money. I can't wait tables. Um, and um, went and got a job at uh, a place at the time called Roxy's. I mean, you can you can Google it. It's a famous. It was a famous delicatessen at the time, right in Times Square, across from Ticketmaster. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just worked it worked it for a while I worked it for, for a good amount of time for a couple of years and and, and made good money and and i remember this this incredible human being that was at, uh was also uh, an immigrant from tunisia nice guy and he he's the one that taught me how to tie a tie as a, as a, as a waiter i had to put a tie on his name is Camel. Yeah. uh and and he uh um he went ahead and uh, and told me, do not be a waiter for too long. You can make good money. And you end up like me. He was in his high 50s. Hmm. Like, I've been doing this for so long, making good money. But I got in that comfort zone of making money. I quit moving forward. And that kind of woke me up from that little period of, oh, I'm making good money. There are some days we'll make a thousand bucks a day in tip. And it's Times Square. It's quick. Uh, everybody's going in and out for the shows on Broadway and we have to serve them fast and they tip well. And it's, yeah. And then this, this is honestly where I met my wife, Lexi. She walked in as a, as a customer one day and uh, I'm like, awesome. Oh my goodness. <laughs> who's wait, who's, who's waiting that table. And uh, well, at that time, was, yeah, well, at that time I was there long enough. I, I kicked that waiter out. I mean, he knows <laughs> if I kick him out of the table and he goes and takes it, he might be without a job. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> So, or a nose <laughs> yeah so uh i went and took care of this helmet lexi and get to know her and uh and uh we we stayed in touch for uh via, via hotmail and aol not am messenger you know yeah <laughs> you can hear the dial up going oh believe me i did i enjoyed that yeah <laughs> yeah and, uh, we stayed in touch for a few years and uh, we kept you know emailing back and forth and we lost touch for a little bit uh one of her roommates here in Utah, yeah, came to, um, to back to New York, and at that time I had a different phone number, and she came and got my number, and we reconnected. She reconnected us. Uh, we, we, I mean, absolutely loved Lindsay for that, uh, and uh, we we just stayed in touch. And at the time, I was wanted I wanted to grow up. I'm like, okay, he gave me a great advice. What am I going to do next? Yeah, as I'm going to school, finish my little education I was doing in the states, and. Um, I just wanted to get a job. I, just, I, I in that comfort zone of making good money. I felt like I want to enjoy my money. I want to enjoy seeing the state. So I started yeah, renting yeah. cars, just renting cars to go places. And in renting cars, I was renting from Enterprise because that's the only place to rent it under twenty-five year old by themselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, um, then I just got talking to them. I said, "Well, you can have a job with us." They had a great recruiting program, by the way. So yeah. I'm like, I started working with Enterprise, then Hoboken, New Jersey, and moved to Weehawken right across the Hudson. And um, and as doing that, I found out at the time in 2000, in 2000 and 2001 that there, uh, they had a lot of openings in Utah. I'm like, man, I got to go see Utah. And I'm like, this is in Utah. And my job has an opening in Utah. Let's go check it out. I came to visit for two weeks, and I honestly fell in love. I mean, huh. it's a beautiful place. I mean, and fell in love first with Lexi. 
Man, the place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's right there huh? <laughs> she's not she's not <laughs> no no really well i i the reason i wanted to move to you is to meet lexi and 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 get to know her better and see how yeah. how, how would things go i mean i had no i, I had no answer that we'll be together or we get married that, that was yeah. not and, and it, it was definitely love at first sight when she walked in that restaurant it was i mean i saw her and i was i was honestly love struck yeah, the, the, and, and she was kind. She's kind. She's amazing. And she was good to the waiting staff, which is in New York. It's not a common thing. And uh, yeah, um, and yeah, we, and, I mean, I and I got to know her in New York. I mean, to, to go back on that when she came to New York, I took the next three days off, and I rented a yeah. car from Enterprise, and I took her and her friend out, and friends out to go see the city the way she should see it, not the way the tourists should see it. Yeah, I haven't lived there for a while, and I've done that delivery business for. For a bit, and I knew my way around, so we, we had we had a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I came to Utah, and I I'm like this is this is a good place. I want to move here. Yeah, just took another chance. I'm like, I'm taking another chance. It is what it is. Yeah, at this point, it's that seems like a small maneuver after yeah, all right? you've been through. Or you're like, yeah. I got this. Yeah, that's why I'm like, she, she's there. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I moved to Utah on the. Uh, um, uh, on July 24th, which I had no idea is Pioneer's Day at the time. Yeah. Sorry, Pioneers. I didn't mean the beer reference. <laughs> <laughs> my Pioneer Beer Day is, is what they are now. Yeah. So I, uh, I, moved, I moved here, started with Enterprise again, and then I went in the car yeah. sales department. Um, and it just it went up from there. I mean, it's just been, again, ups and downs, different yeah. economies. I mean, we've been through 03 and the downturn of 03, the downturn of 08, um, and how the businesses go. And we, I mean, we definitely suffered. Uh, COVID and, and everything, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then then that's and that's kind of that's what taught me how to pivot quite fast, as in, in yeah, uh, and when to hold and when to go up and when to calm down. So it's a, it's a, it's it's almost systematic, and it's a cycle. It's another thing, another one of those seasons where it, it's a season. I wanna I wanna go back through and highlight. You know, if I had a highlighter with your life, that's what I would do here. You know, is you have so much gold in your journey for somebody that's going to something new. I remember uh, Simone who was on, was he on the park bench? And he talked mm -hmm. about his journey, came from Italy on a education visa. And he's like, I'm not going back. So he got himself <laughs> here and he said, I'm not going back. So how do I stay? And his next step became, how do I stay? And then not only how do I stay, how do I educate myself so that I can stay and create value while I'm here? And so he just took these steps. And now he was listed as the, uh, the number one gelato in in uh, california santa monica california he was awarded you know a prize for it he's uh he's just a phenomenal dude he's like yeah. you though he steps and figures it out steps and figures it out he says yes to the opportunity and figures it out and i think the greatest advice you got was from this relative that said you've got 30 days that that right there that that wisdom in you've got 30 days was enough for you to put a time frame on your creation to get moving because this yep. is what I think we do is we think, well, I got all the time in the world. And so we leave it open-ended and there's no push or drive to create anything because I'm comfortable. I'm satisfied. Why would I push right now? But you got 30 days. Like what a powerful uh, driver uh, push, right? It's like yeah. the eagles pushing their birds out of the nest kind of a thing. It's like, and I don't know, maybe they don't do that. Maybe I made that up. <laughs> well, and, and he, he really yeah. meant it. Those 30 days, day number 30, he came into the room. was like, pack your bags and leave them tomorrow. 
Um, so I packed my bags and my first place yeah. to, to live was, uh, as a, a six by eight or a room, like literally above a warehouse had no windows and had corrugated steel roof Yeah. in August, in August. And it was, uh, it was not in was it? yeah, end of May. It was end of May, beginning of June. Yeah. And it was, it was hot and, and humid and it was, it, it was, it is what it was. It is what it is. And and you um, never you never experienced an ounce of anxiety or depression through this whole thing. Oh, that would be a lie. No, my first week out, my first week in, yeah. in that room was uh, I, I honestly was crying. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I, I was uh, I was missing my family, missing my mom and mm-hmm. sisters and my dad. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it, it was it was different. I mean, I. Although we grew up refugee, I, mean, I was blessed to have a bed to sleep on. You know, in, in that room, I didn't. I uh-huh. didn't have a bed, so I had to go figure something out. And I figured out what, what a cot is. I went and bought a cot just to stay on it. Uh, so it's, uh, uh, so it's, it's, it was not. <laughs> it's uh, definitely was filled with those because even when you, even when you make your move and try something new, yeah, if if it's not scaring you, I'd like to know who you are. <laughs> yeah, it's, if you're not scared making a brand new move and at least have this sort of little anxiety, what's going to come? What's coming out of this? I mean, I, we're going through it right now with, with going into energy with uh, with amazing people. So yeah. I, I, I mean, I got in the car business when I went to work for Enterprise. I went and I transferred from rental to car sales. That's how we learned how to do it. Then I made a leap to go work for someone, and and then after that partnered with other people and and uh we worked together for for a long period of time for 14 years and that was kind of another one of those there were challenges yep they were not big enough of a challenge it was a comfort zone still yeah yeah explain that that a little more yeah so we uh, you do something for so long it becomes second nature yeah uh so i mean i I, right now the car business i could do it with my ass closed it's uh (laughs) I have that. You, yeah. You, yeah. you, you have answers to a lot of the questions because you've been through them and made you mistakes. And yeah. at those days for us, that wasn't as prevalent right now. Having a mentor is not, it was not as a big deal as it is now. Yeah. So we honestly, our mistakes cost us dollar signs and sleepless nights. Yeah. And they, some of them were big enough for like, Oh gosh, I may break tomorrow. That's just how it is. And then you go back to the drawing board. So uh, um, those 14 years, it, we figured it out. We figured out how to make good money and how to have three people running a place. But And then it ended up, uh, like, I'm not comfortable. We ended up opening a second dealership and then getting some homes in Vegas for Airbnb. And we, we've done and service shops. And so we've done a lot of crazy things as we're doing it. But as, we, as we're doing it, we're building on something we already know. Right. Um, then we, we decided to split in peace and they have theirs and I had mine. And uh, and then I figured out, well, I can actually build a dealership with the real estate, make it profitable. And it, honestly, we were in the black in the first 30 days after doing it for that long uh, and sell it. So the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and um, it was it was one of those clicks, you know, like, oh, that can happen. Then I, I did it with one dealership. Then it's like, well, why not do another? That was my last one and got the real estate and uh, started the dealership. I mean, it's not easy work, man. I, I mean, it definitely came with a price uh, that uh, 
cost cost us as a family too because we yeah. always I got always stressed. I was working ten to fourteen hours or more per day, six yeah. days a week. Um, I didn't have there are a few things I didn't have as far how to manage people that kind of formulated later in my life and how to how to hire the right people that formulated later in my life and uh, how to be kind to to this through the stress because stress sometimes can drive you yeah over the edge um and, and that kind of got us in the second and the third dealership and once i covid hit in the middle of that and my plan was to sell it yeah. 2022 2024 uh but i said well why am i selling now i'm doing it for two years i'm just gonna sell it now and ended up selling it just like i did the the, the last one i ended up actually selling the real estate only because that the license at the time it's it was COVID. people were scared of the car business we just shut that down shut that one down and um and then stayed home for a little bit trying to figure out what to do next man um, i i i think we've got it i mean if i were to write this as a book right now here's here's everything everybody needs to know about creating something come to the us with 37 dollars in your pocket right have somebody tell you you got 30 days to create go work in a warehouse spend years developing yourself and climbing up the ladder then as you do that, take a chance and fly out to Utah to be with somebody you don't know, who was once a stranger, who is now your wife for 20 years, right? And then start a dealership. Like the, the truth is, is there's no easy fix. Like if I, I'm, I'm being uh, a little smart here with this because there is no easy fix. It's, it's over time and consistency and evolution and growth and expansion but it's all these little steps that created what you have today. It's not like Hassam came to America, $37 in his pocket, and then all of a sudden was a wealthy uh, business owner in Utah. Like that didn't happen. No, it, it, and I'm not, I mean, it, there, there are a lot of people like me. I mean, there yeah. are a lot of people like me and I'm grateful for them because they yeah. definitely, you can draw on their strength when you're, when you're down and yeah. see what they're doing. And you surround yourself with people like them and, and, and people like you guys where you can just call in and like, Hey, yeah. there's a new things in the ground. I mean, we're, we've been helping people in the last few months uh, relocate to the States and have a life. Yeah. Well, and, and your knowledge around that and helping them get here and, and know what to do next, like those next steps, you've been through it in such a way that you know exactly what it takes. And, but none of it works. Hey, Sam, none of it works. If that person doesn't step, like you'd have the best system in the world. It's like having a Maserati, but you're out of gas. You have no yep. fuel to put in it right? What's the point? It's, it's like, you can't drag people along. I think of taking my daughter, she's nine years old. I took her on a, a, a roller coaster at Lagoon and the biggest one, the cannibal, you know, it's scary as hell. Well, I, I, I pushed her to do it. I made her do it, but now there's this resentment because I dragged her along in it. If it was her creation, and she would have done it of her own accord. She says, I'm, I'm going to do this and be powerful, step into it, right? She would come out with a different experience. With What you're describing here with that, there's no way to drag people through this or force them through it. There, there are millions of how-to models out there, but none of it matters until the person that's got that in their hands takes that step. Is that accurate? Yeah, no, absolutely. You have, to, you, have to, you have to be able to stand on your own feet at some point. Yeah. Go ask and get questions. Get, get your questions answered and receive help, um, and just move on, move forward. Yeah. You uh, you, you don't want to. I want to say you don't want you don't want to exhaust all your favors either. Don't yeah. be uh, 
don't lean on someone too hard. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, can you speak to that? Like exhaust all your favors. Yeah. Well, it's a, uh, it's a. Uh, you it's have a, to be genuine to the people helping you. They're yeah. not, they're not there for that purpose. They're, they're not, it's, they're not transactional. People are not transactional. Mm. And uh, if you, I mean, it's easy to tell who's treating you like a transaction and who's in it for just wanted to know you. Yeah. And, and yeah. they would contribute to the relationship at least by texting or say hi or, or just offering something to the to the uh, to the equation so then um and you learn that as you grow for sure so yeah. so there um but that's uh that was that was part of it too let's uh sold that and uh, i wanted to get in the big boy field like let's uh, let's try to invest in a couple of things like boy that that went well in some areas and completely crashed in others. Like it was, yeah, yeah. it was, uh, it was very interesting. But through even through the area that crashed for me, I got to know people that helped me into the mixed move. That yeah. we were, we got together and we uh, were able to uh, uh, to start. Well, they, they've had an existing business, and like I said, let's. You guys are really good at what you're doing. I'm good at what I'm doing. Let's get your experience, and each one of us can play small. Can play a big part of yeah. of, of the whole enterprise. Um, and with their experience and mine, and, and uh, a few of our friends, we just collaborated. And collaboration goes long ways. Goes long ways. And we started. Uh, not started. We merged together to create a new uh, an energy an existing electrical contractor and an energy company. And that's been going on for quite a few months and it's been it's been great i mean again that's a whole new field for me i'm learning about i'm learning about energy and yes. electrical and ac power and dc power and this what comes with it this right here like the the journey from small to giant you've done that journey so many times in your life that this is one more journey of going from small to giant it's just a new area it's just you're you're still taking small steps now it's within a new area now you're going from that smallness like you just described it you're because you'll become a giant in this. I have no doubts, but you're willing to go back and play small again. And a lot of people aren't, they get content and satisfied, like you say, and we like the nail doesn't hurt enough. So we just stay where we're at and there is no growth. We have all yeah. the reasons why we should stay where we're at. And the truth is there are so many areas in our lives, so many facets that we could grow in. It's not all financial, like oh, there's no. facets of every kind, right? At, at, at certain season of your life, it would seem that it is only financial, and yeah. it definitely wasn't that season. Like the financial is everything, and, and yeah. I want to make a better life for my family and myself. And to do so, I didn't see them. Yeah, yeah. And then the other season was like, well, I got to see them. Right. So they're, they're, and there's not really such a thing as a balance. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really balance everything. Yeah. You have to. You have to take almost take turns as you as you take care of stuff. And I mean, huh. quite frankly, I. I wouldn't be here. Like, this is not just, it's impossible. It's not one man's journey. It, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my wife, wasn't yeah. my kids, if it wasn't for their forgiveness, if it wasn't for their support, if it wasn't for good friends. And yeah. you make friends yeah. along the way and then you you, yeah. you choose where, where if you're like, I mean, honestly, my, my biggest fans are my wife and kids and I share yeah. everything with them. And, They've been through it in the thick of it. I mean, it's uh, they've been through it when I was depressed and unhappy just because I didn't. I mean, I don't know. I didn't have enough variables. I don't know. I didn't. Uh, uh, 
I, we we've been through it. I mean, I uh, I got physically ill for for about a year, and it was all from stress. Yeah. Um, and if it wasn't for her honestly walking me through the hard time and not giving up on me, I don't know what would it, what where would I have been at the time? It would have been a disaster. But she she knew who I am. She knew mm. how I work, and she knew that I needed that. And she, uh, if you want to talk about emotional intelligence, I'm, I'm definitely beat. Uh, 10 out of 10 with her <laughs> this is no question <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh ryan what what thoughts do you have man as you hear this I, I was i was wondering and it and it is it's so nice to have um those people that that won't won't leave your side you know that that are there to to just kind of they might not have to pull you up per se but they they lock arms with you and say come on i got you it's okay i know you're going through this we're good yeah, it's really nice she, to have those types. Of she's people. she is definitely a giant here in, in every mm. aspect of our life. She she it's a uh, um, it's uh, been in uh, it's been everything to me. Yeah, and and those are things that you as as you go through your journey, you get you get sometimes you're gonna lose sight sight of that with yeah. other things or other stresses, and and it's uh it's a good thing that we come back to it. How did uh, that's, that's the most some... important thing? Like uh, just real quick, because I I can't remember now. How did how did you meet Nick and the Giants? How did we how did we get intertwined here? So uh, as, yeah, I do I do as as Nick was saying, we were at an event um, in Salt Lake. So uh, my wife and I got invited to uh, the Utah State Capitol to just witness some new citizens swearing. We got invited by Sean Sean Reyes. He's a good friend of ours, and we we just like this. He invited us and we said, yeah, definitely, we need to go. Um, that's a whole other story because Lexi works, she teaches, and she didn't have that day off. And the night before, she wanted to create going. So, and she created going. That was the only snow day for Alpine School District the next day in the morning. Hmm. Like, it's like, no, we're going. She knew that we were going. Wow. Uh, and we ended up going together because I, I wasn't going to go by myself. Like, I, I want to. I want to go to an event like that by myself, swearing in new citizens and going into the golden room and talking and experiencing and, and, and mingling with a lot of people. And after that, we were invited to uh, next place. Um, and I, I was walking in and looking around. And as I turned, I saw Nick and suddenly quite a few things seemed, seemed familiar. Like, I know you from somewhere. Like, I, you know how it is when like, I know you. Like, yeah. I know you too. You know, backstory, pause that right there. So those circumstances and your decisions all the decisions that you've made led to right there at that moment for us we were we were uh meeting with john absey who's the the former jams jazz bear utah jazz bear mm -hmm. and he's a good friend of ours and we were going to meet with brady who's the owner of max place and talk to him about a podcast at max place and and we're still working on the, that thing but we were we were just sitting there and mingling and have and just got done with our meeting and I was talking to another guy and Nick was standing there. And I remember distinctly you walking past and catching, like just seeing him and you stopped, you'd grabbed him. Like, I know you from somewhere. It was the, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I was just like, Oh, okay. You know, maybe they know each other. And then I was talking to somebody else. I was off to the side a little bit. So I didn't, I didn't get to hear all of the things that you talked about. Then all of a sudden you're on our show the next night. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, it, yesterday. It, it, yeah, it's uh, it, it was a, it was a, 
it was one of those like you know I, I definitely know you and we actually ended up helping few people to uh through the journey in the in, into living in the states and even though if we were not a direct part of it we at least were able to show them a, a start yeah it's Where a to small start world to I'm, yeah. I'm telling you even though like it's a it's a big world at the same time it's a small world because once we came down to your office yeah. and met with you too and you and i have mutual friends with jeremy neves and and yeah. uh um jimmy rex yeah and those guys are out there, you know, stepping and doing some giant things as well. They're creating every day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They're, they're, they're yeah. giant creators. They know they've yep. got that down for sure. And they're helping a lot of people in their lives as well. And so uh, a yeah. big giant shout out to those guys. And, but it's just interesting. The, all the different things in life. You, I didn't know we would run into you. Nick didn't know you didn't know. Nope. And, but somebody and, did like, as we were stepping and that, that was the right time at the right place by, uh, taking small steps, that yeah. that meeting needed to yeah. take place. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And this is where, this is where, this is where, where you just learn. I mean, again, you can call it age, experience, whatever you call it. Is once it happens so many times, you get familiar with what to what to do. Yeah. What to what to do with it? Like, oh, this is. I've, it becomes I've, normal, right? It's no longer crazy or miraculous, or it's just like this. You can't explain it. It just works. Yeah. It comes together. And, and don't try to, because we try yeah. to, you lose it. It's yeah. Just, this this is uh, yeah, this is happening, and this is how I met Jimmy. It's how I met Jeremy through Jimmy, and this how I met with all these phenomenal people in my life, and, and this yeah. how so I met Lexi. She walks in. I'm like, yeah, this is she. She is it. She's the one. Huh. I don't know how. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know how, but we'll see. Yeah, and uh, um, and then even in the in the new venture, when I met those guys, I'm like, yeah, this feels so good. Hmm. It's just it feels right, and they're incredible people. They have added so much to my life. Uh, they're much so much younger than me, but man, hmm. are they are they they are their own giants with their own stories. They're phenomenal people. So it's a uh, all of them just make each other's life better, one way or another. Um, through the ups and downs, and believe me, the downs yeah. could be heavy. The downs can be heavy, and you, we, we, you, if you act like there's no downs in life, just be real. Yeah, there's downs, be real. but but yeah. then you gotta, you gotta enjoy your ups so much, don't let them go by anymore. You have to take that minute and enjoy it. It's like football, man, like first down, second down, third down, <laughs> <laughs> just expect Absolutely. them, it's part yes. of the game. Right, yeah, you get, you, you're gonna get knocked out pretty hard at some point. Yeah, but you, you got to get back up. Are you are you good for a couple more minutes, or do you need to go? Oh, no, I'm 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 good. I, I, I want to dive into just you know one or two quick points here. One I haven't done yet is is the impact of the book, the Giants and the Smalls, and and why that hit you like it did. And then the other is a piece of wisdom that you would share with. Um, with yourself if and, and it'll benefit those that are listening but if you were to go back in time to the very beginning of all this and share one piece of wisdom with you that would carry with you what would that be and maybe we'll start there is what would that piece of wisdom be so so the book when we were talking yeah, and then yeah on that and max grace you give me a copy yeah si signed copy just to let you know i love signed copies i love it <laughs> oh uh I went and I read it, and Lexi and I read it, and it's a, it's it's a very constructive book for all ages, no matter what stage you were. And I ended up getting a box just to give it for Christmas present. I mean, that would be my Christmas <laughs> presents this year from my dearest friends. Yeah, is getting a copy of that book. Amazing. Um, and um, 
we actually started handing it to people way before Christmas because we couldn't wait. <laughs> but, uh, it, it, I mean, you can, I, I could tell that the book definitely had the right spirit behind it. Like, this yeah. is, you just don't need to know everything. Somebody before you has already done it. And if there's any other person that's done it before you, you can too. You may need some guidance, but sometimes, most of the time, you just need to take the first step. To move to move forward and 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 learn how to grow through it. I mean, Lexi loves the book. Huh. Uh, the kids love the book. We and and, and it was really thanks, true. Lexi. It's Thank a, you. <laughs> Thank you. It, it's it's an absolute it, it's an absolute change. Uh, it's a change in 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 stories. It's change in in uh, in how to create and how to be how to take responsibility for what you do. If you are the one responsible for your creation, uh, go start it and, and help will show up. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, yes. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very, it's a very simple, it's a mix. It's a back in, it's in the back of my phone. You can't see it, but I have a, I have a note here. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's asking will be given you. Seek and you will find, knock on the door will be open to you. I mean, it's, it's, it's that wisdom. It's that scripture. It's, it's, you just start and ask and create. It's universal. Huh. Uh, it's yeah. it's not limited to just me or you or anybody else. So it's um, that that's the, so that's how we that's how we love how much we love the book and um, and we, we enjoy it. It's it's a fun. I can't wait to see it in a movie. To be honest with you, it needs to be a movie. It's 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 a movie worthy. It's it's one of those better than some of the movies we waste our time watching. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, um, but the uh, the other thing is is what would I tell myself? Um, just don't take too long in the downtime. I mean, sometimes you, you you go through the downtime and you feel like sad or for yourself or have a little pity party and yeah and, and just don't take too long there. And and I have taken too long sometimes. Yeah, I, I I definitely have, and like, and that comes from exhaustion. And don't then don't exhaust yourself. Don't run yourself to the ground. No, you don't need to dominate. You, you, it's just, it's when when I go to business meeting right now and I go meet with somebody that wants to dominate the whole country in this side of business. Yeah, it's not going to work. There's plenty for everybody. That's kind of, kind of scarcity mindset. You don't need to dominate. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just do the best where you have and enjoy what you have and, and, and do well. And you can do well. You can do so well. Um, nobody owns a single industry or a single line of work or a single source of income. It's just, it's, uh, there's plenty for all of us. There's, it's, it's a promise and it's being fulfilled. There's plenty for everybody. It's, and that, 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 again, I wasn't like that all my life. Believe me. That's sometimes like, oh, man, I have it all. It's just going to be me, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and, um, and it takes, it, it takes a couple of, uh, it, it takes a couple of lessons, and it seems like you. Uh, yeah. If you don't learn it, the lessons going to keep happening. Like if yeah. you don't, if you didn't get on with this with the program, <laughs> that program is never going to end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's. Uh, I've experienced that's, that's, that. <laughs> it, it's very common. I mean, I mean, you've experienced it. I've yeah. experienced it in the car business. Yeah. Like I'm sitting down at my desk and I have employees. I'm looking at them. Like everything's going well. We're busy every day, and and then suddenly just. Okay, that's not what you're supposed to learn. Something yeah. else comes up, but yeah. So it's a, it, it's one of the one of many lessons. It definitely, definitely focus on 
your home life more than your work life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Have, yeah. Uh, take it in seasons. Take it in seasons and be aware of it and appreciate those that sacrifice for you too. It's this is you, yeah. You're not the you're not the star of the movie. Quit no. quit acting like that. Yeah. It's, uh, there there are others around you that you need to you need to bring them up. And and again, it's not something that uh, hmm. that I I mean I've done that before where I was like I thought I'm the start of the show and it's like, oh gosh that was I was awful. I mean I'm sorry for the people that were around <laughs> me at that time. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so there there and I'm so grateful that. Well, however, I got humbled. I'm so grateful for it. I, I mean, there's still still ways to go, and humbling never stops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but we wanted to we wanted to be uh, huh. uh, select like elected. Like I want I want to do this. Yeah, I, I want to go through. So it's so it's a there are quite a few things. I mean, you you know. Yeah, you no, you've, you've got just an incredible way of being, and a philosophy for life, and a way of just showing up and creating myriad purposes like you you never have just one purpose you have multiples that are fulfilled as you go and i think that's beautiful without purpose you know i think people die they they kill off they uh they settle in right without purpose because it's you know you just live and uh you're doing beyond living you're you're adventuring and i think that's a big thing so thank you Ryan, do you have some other thoughts as we wrap up here? I'm just grateful for um, chance meetings, if you call them yeah. chance meetings. Um, I don't know that they're chances at all. Um, they definitely would be if we wouldn't we hadn't stepped into our um, our purposes and um, trusted and moved forward. I mean, you, you very easily could have not said anything like oh that guy looks familiar boom keep moving forward but you were aware and you listened to your intuition and you said oh my gosh you opened your mouth and said dude i know you from somewhere <laughs> i saw them up from where but i did <laughs> yeah and, and you know and, and you guys talked for quite some time there at max place and i'm just i'm just sitting here in my own journey my downs my ups thinking about it and reviewing my life, but I'm grateful for going through your life as well, because it gives me some different perspective. It gives me gratitude, humility. It helps me to re recognize that, that other people go through some hard things too. And that some of it's even uh, much harder, you know, than yeah. what I have to do with, deal with. I'm, I'm born here in the U S and uh, you know, I, sometimes you take some things for granted, that you know you just you get comfortable you get used to the way that things are or were and and uh so i'm i'm just sitting here thinking about uh, how grateful i am for you for you going through all the things that you've been through and and the type of person um that you are the moral character that you have and and for um helping so many other people along your journey while helping yourself so thank you so much for uh doing that and and being a giant my man i'm grateful for you guys thank you so much and i'm grateful for everything you do to help others to see to see that yeah. they can take responsibility for who they are and their action and they can they can grow up in it that's awesome be great right. to see where we go from here we it's got a, a lot to go from here right <laughs> yeah so as we wrap up here those that are watching remember you're exactly where you're supposed to be not only that you are where you are you are exactly where you are and so yeah. taking that first step from there like hey says is the key so just step that's it 
take that next step and let the rest play out. It'll play out. So we love you. Thanks for being a part of our show, and we will see you in the next episode. Love you, too.